Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome everyone to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. Let me tell you how you can find our live and archived episodes. You can always go to blogtalkusa.com. You can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa to listen live or to archived episodes. And you can download us in podcast form pretty much any place you can find podcasts. Just download the Blog Talk USA podcast and Marvelous Monday can be found as well as a view from the top under that banner. And we appreciate you however you're finding us. We appreciate that you continue to to share and uh, listen to our our podcasts and shows. Uh, Without you guys, we aren't Blog Talk USA. So thank you for your continued support. Okay, and food for thought. Elections are coming up, midterm elections. I hope everybody out there is registered to vote. If you're not, uh, just please make sure you are. If you're not sure, check your status and take somebody with you to register and to vote. Take a few people with you if you can. And more food for thought. Any candidate who wants your vote had better have an agenda of being an American with American values of equality, equal justice under the law, and maintaining our free and fair elections. So keep that in mind. If somebody wants to ask for your vote, you better make sure that they are asking you to vote for something, something good, something that Americans are supposed to value. Okay, that's my little note for the beginning. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. (laughs) Hello, 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 Miss Rihanna, and I ditto, ditto, ditto. I want to piggyback on everything that you said. Good evening. How are you? Doing great, and welcome to Pastor Cooper. I'll see you on there. (laughs) Hi, Pastor Cooper. It's great to be right back here on Monday afternoon, Monday evening, on Marvelous Monday. Uh, Dr. Hagney says that he won't be on with us tonight, but we carry on. We are still going to have an amazing time. I tell you what. There's some exciting things that are getting ready to happen. So I'm going to get into that once we get into the show. But come on in, Pastor Cooper. How are you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. Can you all hear me? We can hear you so well, so well. Yes, go right ahead. Wow. What what a uh, marvelous Monday it is. I tell you, it was a beautiful day. And uh, this is a great time to be registered to vote. Make sure if you're not registered to vote, you have it until October 11th. Ditto, 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 everything Ms. Rihanna said. We are excited yes. about this season we're in. Yes, absolutely. You're, you're so correct. Excited is actually the key word. I'm gonna, I want to brief a little bit on what we did over the weekend and what's coming down the pipe in the next few days. Uh, Ms. Rihanna and Pastor Cooper and maybe perhaps Mr. Arthur will be in uh, pretty quickly. 
but uh, on Saturday we oh, we had an amazing time on Saturday. Of course, we were all the way out there in Harrison County and Marshall. We were on the plantation, Pastor Cooper, uh, Mr. Eric Williams' family's wow. plantation. Where all of there are, there are about fifty graves unmarked out there. We were able to get the CBS nineteen, and I want to thank my fraternity brother, uh, Mr. Steve Jackson, uh, who sent uh, my sorority sister, uh, Miss Mariah, out to cover the story. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. We're going to hear more about that uh, from Mr. Williams. Maybe we can get him to come in and just kind of brief us a little bit, Pastor Cooper and Miss Rihanna. It was, it was. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to express the feelings that I had standing there in the midst of that cemetery with all the beautiful bricks that were built around it. That our ancestors, Mr. Williams' family members, who lived uh, and and died on that plantation uh, that still exists uh, in Marshall, Texas. Well, it's really not in Marshall, Texas. Uh, we drove for about 40 minutes outside of Marshall, Texas. It's in a little city called Lee, L-E-I-G-H, and it's about 430 uh, people that live out there. And uh, and there's about 7,000 acres of land that we were on uh, for which uh, our ancestors walked that land, built uh, everything that was out there. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, place. And so we're going to hear more about that because we know that uh, Mr. Eric Williams uh, got a response back from England. Did you know that, guys? I did not know that. He he wrote a letter requesting his uh, family's quilt uh, back, the quilt that was used uh, for them to try to free themselves in the Underground Railroad. Uh, and um, and you know those quilts. Remember, uh, Pastor Cooper and Miss Rihanna. They had uh, signals and signs and information on them to help to free the slaves so that they could get from underneath the bondage they were in uh, during uh, during their time on the plantation. However, they never really really left. But the but the quilt left. The quilt left, and so we know it's in the museum, in um, the American Museum in uh, Great Britain. And uh, they acknowledged all that they they have actually taken their website down for where that quilt was being sold. They've made millions of dollars on the reprint of that quilt because there's history behind that quilt, uh, African-American history, black history. So with that being said, they sent a response back and said they appreciated Mr. Williams for sending them the letter, and they, um, in the meantime, would, uh, would be getting back to him. And in the meantime, they have taken the uh, quilt off of their website uh, where they had been able to make money from it. So. I'm going to get ready to get – I'm just pulling to get stationary, Miss Rihanna. I'm going to turn it over to you while I get out and get back to my computer. Okay? Thank you. Okay. Oh, that is so awesome. Such a cool story. Um, and, you know, I think I, I'm just going to – I'm not trying to speak for all white folks, but I think I probably speak for quite a few when I say that 
part of that thing that we hear about, you know, white privilege, part of that privilege is that it, it only now, 45 years into my life, only recent in recent years has it occurred to me uh, the the depth of um, severity and sorrow and just um, how profound it is that most African Americans it, it's not just as simple as calling up genealogy.com to get a rich family history generations and generations, something that, that a lot of white folks just take for granted and do as a hobby. Um, and so, you know, I don't think that we think about that sort of thing enough, nearly enough, that um, when we talk about somebody like Mr. Williams gaining such a rich piece of, of family history that he has, through some serious hard work, years and years and years of hard work, it's not just a quilt. Uh, this is something that, that I would venture to say most African-American families couldn't dream of having something like this, something this tangible of their family history that they they could say, you know, this is mine, that this belongs to to my family, uh, because they we deprived African Americans of that. So that's just that that's really touching the quilt story. Well, you know, it's amazing too, uh, like the way that the British uh, acquired it because it was uh, sold yeah. hard, and then they multiplied the amount of money that they made off of it, knowing yeah. that they didn't own it, own the right to yeah. it. And instead of giving back, you know, you talk about reparations. How about reparations right. for just the money that they made off of the history of African Americans? And they continue yeah. to duplicate it, knowing that's no different than uh, what, what was that show that Oprah Winfrey uh, with, with the chromosomes from the cancer patient. Uh, I forget the name of it. Henrietta Lacks, I think it's the name. You know, mm -hmm. they use our brain cells, and to this day we have healing right. for cancer patients multiple times, and it took that family to go back and find out that this was because of their mother, you know. And yes. you can't repay yes. all the money that the pharmaceutical companies made off of her brain cells. Absolutely. Billions and billions, well, hundreds and billions of dollars, you know. That's right. Well, not only that, but, you know, there's another African-American woman who is the reason, you know, her suffering and death is the reason that we have been able to make such advancements for ovarian cancer. The reason that so many women uh, don't have to get hysterectomies like they used to because of cervical cancer, for example, the reason we have a vaccine uh, to prevent from HPV, which is the number one leading cause for cervical cancer, is it all goes back to one woman who suffered and died of cervical cancer, and her body and her cells were used, and that is the foundation for, for everything, all the advancements we've made for most female cancers other than breast cancer. So uh, it's just amazing. And, yes, the fact that it's not automatic, the fact that when we talk about reparations, a lot of people have this idea in their heads that for what 
whatever insane reason they seem adverse to. Um, reparations is a full court press. It is everything. There's a reason why when you go to Israel, all the cabs are Mercedes Benz because the Germans are still paying reparations. And that means any which way you can. Make sure that, you know, predominantly uh, African-American schools, for example, which shouldn't be a thing unless they are chosen to be, are well-funded above and beyond, you know, from top to bottom. Certainly medical reparations. So, yeah, it's just what should be second nature, I can't believe we are still fighting for with no end in sight. Well, I okay. guess we have. Hey, there you go. Hey there. Hey, brother. Awesome. Yeah, doing. How y'all doing? All right. Great. How are well, you? We, we, we were doing well until we realized how much work there's still to be done. Because right. when you talk, right. start talking about people's lives, you know, and slavery, now the British will still continue to make money off of someone else's back and sweat and death. And then yet when we talk reparations, we lose a whole audience. 60% of the folks hear less than I realize mm-hmm. that we'll continue to to be used as income and earnings. Uh, not to uh, mention yeah. the fact that Chase Bank that still exists today uh, said that the life of a black slave was good enough to settle debt as they wrote off uh, plantations and said that uh, – this Negro and, and, and this uh, woman, uh, they use other terminology I don't want to use, uh, is worth $800 that settles the debt and they took over the plantation. You know, so all of that's still on the books to this day, but yet no one feels like that we need to go back and, and repay those families. Here in Beaumont, right. uh, we have two cops. One, one was 1901 that were killed in the line of duty, but yet we have a memorial that's solid white uh, folks that were honored for their death in the line of duty. And we had to go back in 2022 uh, to recognize the first African-American officer that was fallen in the line of duty defending white life in 1901. Mm -hmm. It it fell on death's uh, doors. But yet when uh, Stokely Carmichael coined the phrase in 1967 about institutional racism, Today we call it systematic racism. We have to go back and re-establish right uh, with wrong, and yet we're so not critical racism theory, yeah. which is a term for colleges teaching. We just want to teach the truth. You know, on Thursday we have truth for Thursday. How about truth for every day? And let's go back and redo yeah. uh, what, what we've done wrong. Yes. Yes. Well, and and, and, and let me finish about by it. By the way. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say this. Uh, uh, he, he said about Stuart Carmichael. Uh, institutional racism is institutional racism is the is the uh, is the actual. Okay, wait a minute. Systematic racism is, is, is the actual people in in, in these institutions right. operating. The racism. In other words, if I have this racist bias or whatever, and if I work at wherever, and you come in, and you know, I, you know, I hear the gray area, 
then you know I, then I kick in my racism. So it's kind of like you know so that's what it actually is. That, that, that's why you, you're hearing about right now. You're hearing about corporation uh, folks and so forth. They complain because they want their people to come back inside the office. They want them there, kind of like you know, kind of you. ain't picking on you, Red. You know, kind of like the pastors want their parishioners to come back to the church. You know, they want they want their uh, they, they want their folks in the office. Why? So they can operate the institution of racism. I, so I talked. To, I, matter of fact, Trace Burrell, she's on the phone tonight. We're talking tonight, and and, and we're talking about the fact that you know that that they're not able to operate it the racism part as well if you're at home working versus if you're sitting there in the office where they can just put right. eyeballs on you. So wow. uh, so I think that the technology, you know, I told you all before about the technology is going to allow, the, the technology will allow less racism, actually. And I think mm-hmm. that you're going to have the institution that's fighting against that, you know, working at home and, you know, that type of stuff. So I think that, that, that right. when, when you hear that, when you hear the folks that's against that, if they're not talking about productivity, you know, then they talk about control. Right. Well, and can I can I add another clarification too for everybody out there? I know that that our listening audience is not, you know, they are not the people at school boards griping about critical race theory, even though they don't know what it is. But um, you know, you wouldn't be faulted if you didn't know, you know, what it is, but you've heard it so much. So I just want to put it out there. Uh, Critical race theory is an intellectual approach to looking at U.S. society with a belief that racism is at the core of its laws and institutions, which that's not a belief. That just is what it is. But that's why white people get so offended, because uh, when you point out that racism is at the core, and it has to be, because if you read the Constitution and you know what was happening at the time, then you completely understand that this is just a fact. Um, but if you point that out, uh, white people, because we know that we've never given reparations, because we know that instead of just following through with anything that we've ever said we were going to do to atone and make amends, we have done anything but... Uh, white people get really uncomfortable and they feel personally blamed. And the reason I believe for that is because they are personally responsible as every day that they live in this society, in this skin, in this body, and do nothing to uh, be completely vehemently anti-racist and fight for reparations with our brothers and our sisters. So I just wanted to throw that out there about critical race theory. Yeah, but it's clear about what kind of – we clear about what kind of white people we're talking about, okay? Like Ron DeSantis, okay? Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. his family come from Germany, right? You know, he's like right. I think he's like second generation. You know, most of the most of those folks you see on TV, if you just check, most of those they just got here. All them people, I yeah. mean, I see them. I'll be checking. They just got here, and so and they right. and they more racist than the folks that's been here forever, right? You know, right. You, you know because remember they were. You know they were, you know they had to deal with racism when they first got here, and then white folks just made them white folks because they got tired of fighting with them, right? Okay, well y'all can be white, and so and, yeah. and so and so now they just taking it to the, you know, to the next level. Now they whiter than they whiter than, you know, I mean they gotta be real white. And then when other people come over, they gotta be real white. Then Hispanic, the Hispanic mm-hmm. they have a thing in their community right now trying to figure out what they gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, you know, right. so a lot of stuff moving right now, but. 
hey, you know, we're going to stay focused, though, on, on, on Marvelous yes. Monday. Yes. Absolutely. Colin agrees. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, 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 Oh, he, he says he's doing good. He's doing good. <laughs> and everybody out there, I've already mentioned this, but I'll mention it again. He is two years old, and he just got his first booster for his COVID vaccine. And he has had absolutely right. no negative effects or reactions from it. So if you have a young child out there, the age uh, is two and up, please, please do consider uh, getting your child vaccinated for COVID. We are living with COVID. It's, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And also another uh, little something that uh, Chris Hayes mentioned, the new uh, booster for the new variant is, according to all the research that's out there, is what you should be getting uh, if you are eligible to get it. Uh, Please consider getting the, uh, and I'm sorry, I forget what it's called. I'll look it up, though, and tell you in a minute. Uh, but the, the new booster for the newer variants is the most effective uh, booster, and everybody should be getting it, please. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. I think I heard you out there. Now, scooping out there. Uh, now, I know I came in a little bit late. He may have been dropped. Uh, Dr. McKellar is uh, she, she's just getting home and getting herself settled, and then she'll be on with us. And I, we do have a couple of uh, callers on the line. I don't know if we're expecting um, any guests, but if any of the callers on the line are guests who are going to be speaking, just press 1, and then I'll know to open your phone line. Eddie, here, to tell Trace Burrell to to uh, to, to check in for a minute and say hi to everybody. Okay. Trace is Mike Cooper's campaign manager. She was great. She was a a big addition to our campaign. Had to finish off that run. And so. Okay. Miss Tracy, press one if you're on the line now, please. Yeah, uh, yeah, there folks, here, try, hey, Mike, hey, hey, Coop, hey, Coop, hey, hey, Cooper, Mike, there, Michael. Oh, okay, he ain't there yet. He's even anyway, uh, his, his phone's still on the line. And, Trace, your line is open. Welcome. Thank you. It's been a minute. Um, I'm so excited to listen. I, I've actually been listening into a few I missed last week because I really wanted to hear about the immigration, the immigrants that have gone to the Hamptons and Doc, uh, Kamala Harris, the VP Harris's house. Um, so I hate that mm-hmm. I missed that last week. Um, but how's it to be just back in the thick of things? Um, uh, Arthur and I were actually on the line prior to the call today. And, um, yeah, it's a lot that's kind of sort of going on um, in the black community, and it's a lot that we still need to do. So I'm just kind of sort of listening in and happy to be back. And um, I think well, for me, bit, hey, 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 if I you go. Ask, the biggest question is what do we do now? I mean, I heard you talk about the baby two years old. That's great. But. 
what do we do now? The COVID, Biden jumped on the, the social media of the world and said COVID is over. Um, right. You know, right. the money is drying up, and yet we mm-hmm. still have these Republicans that's coming even stronger than they were before. So now what? Right. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to follow you, Tracy. Where you going? There you go. <laughs> We're I'm on board. A small fish in the pond. But I can't uh-huh. say the, the Republicans have reached out to me for a job, but I didn't take it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, why didn't you take it? Can, can you tell us that so that so that we're totally clear on why you didn't take a job from any of the Republicans right now? <laughs> right now, because I mean, I am a bona fide Democrat, born and bred. Um, it, it, it is not the religion of it; it is the philosophy of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we 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 mm-hmm. we all know how the Democrats came about. And we know where we are today. Yeah. So for right. me, um, if I see the word Republican, it, it, it's a mute point for me. Um, there yeah. was that moment. There was that moment that I was like, hmm, maybe I can go find some information, like they do with us all the time. Um, yeah. But um, I don't believe in selling soul. Um, I believe in walking the walk and seeing it to the end. I pretty yeah, much go down yeah. with the Titanic. Yeah. We're in a trans, in a translation. I didn't want to lose my cookout card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, I would argue that um, I, I personally haven't. Uh, it's been a long time since I have seen a Republican that I actually believed was maybe making a, an argument or a point in good faith. I don't know that I've ever actually seen that, but I definitely don't know of one now. You just have no, in my mind, you have no excuse right now to be a Republican because it just means And then my better question is, why why now are you reaching out to someone that you knew ran a Democratic Right. Right. That's the biggest question mark. Because they need black skin. You know they're in bad shape. They're in bad shape. They need they need fresh black skin skin that ain't tainted yet so they can paint it so that's what they're looking for. And can I jump in? Hello, Hello there, yeah. Miss Michelle. Yes, yeah, jump, jump on in. Hi, Miss Tracy. In. How are you doing? Hi, Dr. Welcome. Michelle. I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful. Welcome back to my Miss Michelle. You know miss you guys so much. Yes, we miss you too. And so we're going to stay right there on that subject that you were talking about because I want to zoom in. Because here's here's the story. We hear all the time that Republicans and Democrats they they look at family first. Of course, in in the United States Army, let me just start with that. In the United States Army, what did we say, Mr. Arthur? What what's the three, the order? The three the in the military, in the military, in the in the military, it's it was God, family, and country, right? Or was it God, mm-hmm. country, and family? But at any rate, so both Miss Tracy, the Republicans and the Democrats, prioritize things as far as family. So, how do they differ then? Since we know that they prioritize family, 
family is important to Republicans, family is important to Democrats, right? So what is the difference? Because I think all of us are on here uh, are Democrats, uh, and 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 we have some diehards. Uh, Ms. Tracy, you, she let us know she is a diehard Democrat, and don't why haven't you not reached out to me before now? All of a sudden, I'm important, <laughs> and you're reaching out to me, right? So right. What's the difference? What? Why? What's the meaning here? Why is it that we say no matter what, we're going to stick with the Democrats? Can you can you share anything? Uh, with us on why, because we know both of Democrats and Republicans, they they value family. So how do we go from what makes us stick with the Democratic Party? And and, and I have a friend that may get an opportunity to tune in with us tonight, amazing gentleman, loving to death, and we just finished having a deep, detailed conversation, and he's got some some questions that he is looking for answers because this is what he said. In East Texas, in East Texas, in the senatorial, the congressional seat, District 1, I should have won. And then he wants to know why it's not that difficult, he said. What is it that's keeping Democrats from winning that seat? We know Louis Gomez stayed in that seat 23 years and he passed one bill in 23 years and brought nothing to East Texas. Can somebody help me with this? I'm sorry, did you, you watch uh, Roland Martin two days ago? Um, I did not. I'm sorry. Yeah. Give it he to us. Did, he did. Excellent panel, as always, and the topic uh, for a long time was the um, George Floyd bill that mm-hmm. – you know, is is now again going nowhere, uh, despite the fact that uh, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham and Senator Scott uh, both told George Floyd's family that they would make sure that this bill got through. Which you know, I can't imagine that anybody took Lindsey Graham seriously about it. Uh, but I think a lot of people were holding out hope for Senator Scott. Um, Cory Booker and Senator Scott have sort of presented a, a, a unified front, you know, that they're at the table together. And um, this is the second time that, that things have come to a standstill. And Senator Scott, uh, me, you know, Cory Booker came out and was, well, Senator Scott is my friend and we just don't see eye to eye on a few details. Senator Scott, on the other hand, came out and lied, flat out lied to Margaret Brennan on uh, one of the Sunday shows, uh, lied to Trey Gowdy, his friend, on Fox News uh, about what happened, about why it stalled. He came out and said, Democrats have walked away from the table again. They've walked away from the table. Uh, They want to defund the police. Uh, totally lied about everything and then lied about the nature of uh, of what a conditional grant even is. All conditional grants obviously come with conditions. There are stipulations when you're given money, generally speaking. Uh, and, and Senator um, 
Ryan just was acting like that's a crazy thing, that there would be stipulations for the, you know, reporting stipulations in the bill, um, which, you know, is sort of the meat and potatoes of the bill, <laughs> that police departments do more reporting on deaths that occur uh, and the, the information about those deaths, the demographics, the, you know, so uh, Roland Martin and, and his panel were just really hot about it. And one of the things that they were pointing out, and I have to say, I agree. And I hate to agree and say this out loud so close to an election. And it doesn't change my opinion that everybody needs to be voting Democrat in this election, no matter what, but Cory Booker is a smart man, a really smart man. But why on earth, first of all, was Tim Scott at the table, or Tim Ryan at the table? Like, what's the point? Um, because he's a Republican and he's not going to be acting in good faith. I'm sorry. That's just how Republicans are. Uh, second of all, have we not learned? At this point, have we not learned that when you go out onto you know, CNN and say, well, my friend and I just were at a, having an honest disagreement. We'll get back to the table, though. You know your friend is going to go out you know, into the, the waters and throw chum in and throw you under the bus. You know this mm-hmm. is going to happen. And this happens over and over. And so you know, I said at the beginning, you have to give Democrats a reason to vote. You have to give them something to vote for. I have to say, Democrats who keep doing this over and over and over again don't get my enthusiasm. They'll get my vote, but I'm not real enthused about it when they do this kind of stuff over and over and over again. When you have power, get what you can get. Who needs Republicans at the table? Here's the thing. You know, we have this – Washington had this political pedagogy. Everybody used that word lately. I thought I might use it. Anyway. Uh, they got this political pedagogy up there in the Senate where all they do, they sit around, you know, my friend. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they be doing all this stuff right here. And, like, Booker has a great voice. I mean, when I hear him, you know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, something, you know, something to happen. But don't nothing ever happen. Right. So, great voice. Know, not that's because yeah. he needs more than a voice. He needs some actions behind his words. Yeah, 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 he ain't no action guy. He's a voice no, guy. He's no action guy. I, mean, yeah, I, I mean, I know he mean. Right. I mean, I know he mean it when I hear him because I feel it. I mean, I know he, he yeah. mean it. I feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he acts in good faith with people who don't. That's the that's what they don't. They keep doing it over and over again. They try to have civility with people who don't care about civility. They try to argue in good faith. They try to negotiate in good faith with people who. Absolutely have no interest in arguing anything in good faith and no interest in governing and no interest in the policy at all. They're only This is why black folks uh, don't feel vested a lot of time because, it, because yeah. you know, people like that, you know, like they, 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 they get in those positions and then we don't see them fighting. We see them. No, yeah. That's because they yeah, didn't work in, uh, in the field hard enough. They don't understand what it is we've been through. You've been a school teacher, ed- educator, uh, veteran, all of these things, and uh, entrepreneur, business owner. So you understand you have some skin in the game. 
a lot of these folks, man, they're professional politicians. That's why we need term limits. Yeah. Uh, we, I, need, I, I believe yeah. we need 10 years experience before you can go into politics. Uh, 10 years of work experience, history. We need to look at resumes. We need to start mm-hmm. looking at these kind of things. And you know, matter of fact, I have right. a friend of mine. He's a, he hires professors at Lamar University in Beaumont. He said if he gets one more uh, Ph.D. Uh, Anglo female coming in for a job at 28 years of age that has a Ph.D. that lived at home, mommy and daddy paid all the bills, uh, they have no mm-hmm. life experience, zero right. life experience. Thank you. Right. Yeah, but look at her. Uh, 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 I, I hate to say it, but, but no, nah, we don't need no, we, we, we don't need, I mean, we do need something, but we don't need limits like that. Because, see, anytime you add limits, Oh, I know it hurts us. I know. You get rid of the Warnocks, not the Walkers. These people figure out now. Yeah, these people figure out how to use that against me and you. I know. I hear you. But but we have to speak power to it, though. We we have to talk about it. We have to have these discussions because we have folks in there uh, that have been in like the Senate for fifty years, you know. And 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 what, what do they have to show for? Yeah. I ain't got. Hey, 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 here, hey, here. I don't have any problem with how many, like how long somebody somewhere, but I have a problem when they they're long and doing wrong, doing yeah. long, well, long, 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 long and doing wrong. Yeah, I mean, I got a problem with that. I ain't got a problem with them being be, being that long. So, so you don't care about term. Yeah, yeah, been short time. Well, we, that's because that's because everybody know, bro. Once you get in there, and you see what the deal mm-hmm. is. You know, you the only one gonna be advocating for it. They mm-hmm. know. You know, everybody get in there to be hollering term limits. They get Ted, Ted Cruz was hollering term limits. Now look at it. <laughs> right. He came in hollering term limits. So you know that's game. That's just game is all I'm saying. And if they ever start doing it, you know they figure out how it's some kind of way to rig it. I'm just saying. You know. Uh, right. Get different. Now, we need talent. Right. We need folks want to be servant leaders. Folks want to be servant leaders uh, that ain't trying to get rich. See, if you come, if if, if, your, if your purpose for being in this world is to, is to get money, if that's your life, if that's your whole thing, then you're really not going to be a good leader for for you know for you know everyday people, right? Because the because because now everything defined by money. If you do that, then you know then then everybody focusing on money, and that's kind of where we at. So I, so I like folks to back up, right, you know, and basically, you know, start basing your life on other stuff besides money. You know, time, time is money. You know, your time is money. Going, doing great things with time, that's money. You know, spending time with your family, even if y'all right. just sitting apart, that's money. That's money, y'all. You know, and I'm just saying mm-hmm. we need to start defining success by other things than how much money you got and so forth and so on. That's right. That's just I mean, money ain't bad. I like money. Wish I had more of it. But I like time more than I do money because I can do what I want to with time. You well, know, you know, I mean, I the love of money, that, that, that's the fruit of all evil. That's the Bible. There's the love of it is the fruit of all evil. Yeah, money is right. wrong with the money. It's loving it more than anything else. And we have politicians. And, and uh, of course, uh, uh, I thought I was talking about pastors. But I got pastors, anybody. So that's anybody that has the, the love of money. That's the problem. Oh yeah, hey, 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 right. hey, hey, why we talking about money? Why we talking about money? You said pastors. You said it. I didn't. But I want. But I just want to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. I've been noticed. I've been posting. Uh, lately, oh, the big preachers too. I'm about T.D. Jakes and Creflo Dollar and 
they 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 are they are they're apologizing for their past uh, uh, preachings about. That, that was the only Clifford Dollar did that. Uh, I have to fact check. Now, now Cliff Dollar did that. I think he didn't he, apologize. He didn't apologize. No, no, he came back and talked about it. He didn't apologize. He didn't apologize he, he, for it. He, so. he came back. He, he piggybacked. He piggybacked on what Clifford Dollar did. And 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 he okay, basically Clifford was wrong. What I want to ask you is, what I want to ask you is, what I want to ask you is, because this is what I haven't been able to figure out. Because right. the, the you know all of a sudden you know it's like that and I'm, and I but I'm trying to I'm trying to see what's chasing them I don't see I don't see what's chasing them. What's chasing who? Let's be clear. What's chasing them? What's chasing these pastors to all of a sudden come to come to understand that hey you know what I've been I've been telling y'all wrong you know. Okay, first of all, when you use the word pastor, that's a plural. It was only one pastor that said that, and that's Clifford Dollar. And then you had three other mega pastors came back and piggybacked right. on the statement and saying that he's wrong yes. for his apology of it. So I often use the media uh, attention. It's kind of like when I told you I have a problem with the name of the title, The Woman King. They use that to get your attention, to get your, draw you to the box office. When I look at the study of that, this is a woman in the tribe, and, and she was defending her area, and, and she was doing what that of a king would do, uh, defending, ruling. But nowhere did I see, and I, I'm trying to find where, where they start calling her the king, you know, uh, or maybe they did or didn't. I don't know. So they use something in the language of everyday people to get your attention to draw more people to the because everybody likes position of power, especially that of female in a society that we live in right now. Want more and more authority, and, and so what happened is no, no, the media. What I heard, look at what I heard. The reason was more theologically based. It, it was based on uh, they. If, if I'm you can't if I'm wrong. But, oh, but I think what, what the, the, the oh, look I heard was I think they were I think they were saying that the reason I think Crepo said the reason he was doing, he had been telling hey, people every time I had to pause your time. It's not a day. It's a one. It's Clifford Dollar, and and I okay. believe that he did the stance that he oh, took. Okay. Let's just talk about Clifford Dollar. Let me just talk about Clifford Dollar. Okay, I'm yeah. just going to talk about Clifford Dollar. Right. Okay, ain't somebody know us preaching? Right. I'm just talking about Clifford Dollar. Yeah, you can't lump them all in one. You can't lump them all in one. Okay, I won't lump them back. Okay, but Clifford Dollar said, okay. he said he had been telling people, because, you know, he got that jet and all that stuff. He said he had been telling people to, uh, you know, in other words, he was, you know, same as Pharaoh they're doing. You know, you know, you come through me and get to God instead of having false right. understanding. They just go straight. Tithing, yeah. And, and, and that's really what he was. I mean, that's what he was saying. And, and, and basically, and that could apply to a whole bunch of pulpits. That's all I'm saying. A bunch of them. That could apply to a bunch of them. So you know. So, and, so you and, saying uh, what he was saying is correct? You saying what he was saying nah. is correct? He was correct and apologizing. What he's saying, saying, I'm not sure what. No, I'm saying what. Yeah, he 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 said he was wrong for for, for teaching people because he basically was telling people, you know, pretty much, you know, you know, you give me that money, and uh, God will bless you. You give me your money, and God will bless you. And so that's what he was telling. So, he said so he should, he, he, you're he, saying he, that he and wrong. I didn't hear any of it. So so I, your take is that he was right for for apologizing for saying that. 
you had to go through me to get to God and, and give me your money? No, I ain't judging nobody. No, no, I ain't trying to judge nobody. I don't know. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't you know, I don't I know crap like that. I'm asking what you're saying. I'm, a, I'm just asking what you're saying is all I'm doing. I'm trying I'm to figure saying, out what you're I'm saying. saying. Well, I'm not saying what I heard him say. I'm saying what I heard him say. Okay, what? What did he say? Because a lot of people what he said, and what well, he, he said was he, he, he apologized. He said he was wrong. Then he he apologized. Yeah, he, yeah, but he, didn't. he, 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 he said he, he wouldn't apologize. Yeah, he, 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 he apologized and then he didn't apologize. I, yeah, you're sure about yeah. that. Yeah, he apologized and he didn't apologize. He apologized so, and so he can didn't I jump? Apologize. I'm, can I jump back in for a second, Miss Rihanna? See, I missed all of that. Yes, I didn't hear any of this. Can you can you pull that up uh, wherever it is so that we can hear? Exactly what uh, Crespo Dollar had to say. Has anybody ever been to his home there in Atlanta and seen where he lives? On his gate, on on his gate, he has two the dollars two dollar sign on his gate. Yep, has a beautiful name. So that is definitely correct. That is see that Miss Tracy has that I was on the onslaught of his hey, his rise, and his rise came with Evander Holyfield. So, yep, that is There correct. you go. He you has dollar signs on the That's Miss Tracy. Hey, Miss Tracy. That's true. That's, that's real, that's real <laughs> reality. That's, that's real talk right there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When, when I first. She was in there for a while. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead, Pastor. No, I was just uh, excited uh, to hear her voice. Uh, she she lived out there for a while. So you can tell it. Correct. Seven years. She went to college out there. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. I finished college, I stayed another three years, and I was on the midst of when Cruffalo Dollar was on his ride. So that is very wow. accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> yep. I'm a sister that lives yeah. in Alpharetta, so I I I. I Spent a lot of time down in Atlanta. Yeah. Go ahead. I I, I want to hear the uh, conversation. I missed that totally. I didn't uh, I didn't know about this. I was just learning about it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I so, say you know what, what he was saying was, was that because you know you know, you, you know that jet and all that stuff. You know all that jet and all that kind of stuff. All that money got they gave for yeah. that jet. Right. And, 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 I know about that part. Yeah, 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 and again, what I'm saying is that, and I have to put it up, but it's more than it's more than him that went and did that and did it. Not an apology, you know, Coop, right? They didn't apologize. They just kind of said, "I shouldn't have did that." You know, well, you, know you have happened. one in Houston. You have one in Houston. His daughter is the in charge now, and uh, he has uh, a new yeah. jet that is church paid for. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's now. I say that thing now. One of them. I, I got to know that back. family very well. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Here, 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 here. None of them said it's gonna get the money back. So, <laughs> right, right. Well, when I first saw go ahead, Miss Brian. Well, I just I was Miss Brian gonna say when I first saw that um, that he was talking about this, I just saw a snippet of it, and my initial thought was, oh, okay, good. Uh, he wants to, and I hadn't heard everything at that point. I initially thought, oh, good, he wants to separate, make a clear separation of himself uh, from, because in my view, um, especially after the last uh, presidency that we had to 
see, um, it's become pretty clear that uh, white uh, American Christian evangelical equals this prosperity gospel thing, which is, you know, there's a bunch of coded crap in there, (laughs) you know, because it's also, (laughs) if you don't have anything, it's because you don't deserve to have anything. And look who doesn't have anything. And look who does have things. You know, all this other stuff that they pile in and project. And they're pretty unapologetic about it at this point. So I was thinking maybe he wants to say this because he wants to make this distinction, you know, like, okay, now I realize it was wrong because look what they're doing. It looks, they're just out saying it now, but then he didn't elaborate in that direction. So I just, I wondered if maybe, maybe part of it was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Ron, being, you know, being raised in Pentecost, half Baptist, you know, that whole, you know, that whole thing about, uh, uh, you know, like hell, uh, you know, and and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta give me your money and let me talk to God for you. That's the system that we were raised under. We have white Jesus in the mm-hmm. up on the wall, you know. Right, right, a punishment uh, type of thing. Yeah. When the insurance man came to sell, mom and them insurance had a little, old, a little old casket that they set on the table, a little old play, play casket. You know, stuff. You know, just you know. So, so I'm saying, yeah, you, you, the whole yeah. Rel- you know, religious scene was a you know was mm-hmm. a money scheme basically. And so, right. you know, and I think folks kind of getting, think folks coming to understand it now. Now, now there's room for real theology. There's room, we, we need the community. Right. The church is good at, right. at organizing, you know, and so mm-hmm. forth and so on. But but that other stuff that that you know but they we just need to recognize that other stuff do be going on, uh, and, you know, and we need to you know because, because they're just people, you know, everybody people, right? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, there's going to be stuff like that in, you know, if there's any opportunity for anything like that to go on, that stuff will go on. That doesn't negate the real, you know, honest uh, stuff that goes on in that space as well. And a lot of times, folks come to the church because they hurt, right? You know, they hurt. Right. Right. You know, so he's got to understand you. Brother Austin, that's that's like anything, though. It's it's like the uh, doctor Mm -hmm. that advantage of little girls, gymnasts and stuff. Uh, People go to the doctor because they hurt, and then next thing you know, it's pedophile. So, I mean, when you're dealing with people, Mm -hmm. you're going to have bad everywhere. Uh, So that doesn't delete, negate pastors or priests. Or yeah. vicious, yeah. or uh, elderly. I mean, I mean, you have evil everywhere. So right. You're dealing with people, yeah. Right. I, I, I right. personally never tie into religion because, at the end of the day, religion is still. I know what the premise is, but in this day and time, because I, I like to tell my personal family and friends that we're not living in Jerusalem anymore. So mm-hmm. with that case, every pastor is still man, and there are going to be some that's going to be corrupt, and there are mm-hmm. going to be some that is really there to serve mm-hmm. for the higher purpose. It depends right. on how you walk into that and, and, and how you allow them to influence. It's no different than politics, and that's yes. what a lot of Christianism it's now is going into. They're going into power, and power is mm-hmm. influence and it's money. 
and yes. they're going to always still have those ones that's going to come up and decide that that's, that's how they're going to run their congregation. It's no different right now. TDJ just gave his daughter, which I think is phenomenal because he, he's done his part. Um, he's raised his flock, but we all know T.D. Jakes is no different than this Pastor Creflo Dollar that we're talking about. Or in my case in Louisiana, it was the Bishop Paul Martin um, and, and, and the Eddie Longs and all over the United States of America. This oh, day. boy. She just woke up something and she said Eddie Long, didn't she? So if you're not going for your own purpose, then you will get lost in that cause. But they're in that political realm now and they want that power and that money because that is what creates the influence. Hey, 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 I just found a couple of dollars. Well, uh, can I just say, oh, go ahead, Mr. Arthur, go ahead. Uh, okay, I just found the, uh, 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 on a YouTube, Creflo Dollar Confessions, yeah. that his teachings on tidings were false. I, I found it as well. I, I found it as well. Oh, but, but, this, but, but can I jump in for a hot second? And, and, cause I, in, my study, in my study of the scripture, when it comes to tides, Hiding and offering, and so when I when I read in the book of Leviticus long time ago, all the time, they said that book, that scripture, uh, I can't remember uh, where exactly it's located, but I do know that it's in Leviticus, and it talks about tithing means that you everything that you own, land, your soil, everything. your street, whatever you close. Yes, that's what that's what they did long Absolutely. years ago, and, and we know we, man is not doing that on no, never, we don't do that. Day. So that's the difference mm-hmm. between tithing and your offering. Your offering, and sometimes some people will tie those two things together, but really they're different. So your offering is when you exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, you exceed the tenth of what you make, your earnings, of what you make, not all your Absolutely. house and your cars and your, all of that that you own. We're not even expected to do that anymore. But that's what happened in the Old Testament. Now that we're under grace and truth, we have a different uh, a way of giving back to help the congregation to move forward, the growth of the congregation. So that's my education and my teaching uh, up on the first day of the week as we lay by, lay by what we have, if we made anything. Some people get paid once a month, so they may give all of, they may exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees during the first of the month because they don't have anything else left. But there are some people who believe that you're supposed to divide that up and that you give something every single week. So some people will say, okay, if I make $200 a month, I'm going to give this amount on this Sunday, this amount the next Sunday, this amount the next Sunday, so that I can exceed that in mercy. That's what my understanding is of tithing and offering. All and I, I know is, all I know is, every time, all I know is every time, you know, the pastor, no matter what church I was in, when, when, when he start, when he, when he turns, when he start preaching from the Book of Malachi, I start feeling guilty. Because <laughs> you because you haven't paid like you were supposed to. Is that right? That's Old Testament. Mal- Malachi is in the Old Testament, right, Pastor Cooper? That that is correct. And uh, what's amazing about everything you guys are saying is that uh, the pastors may be confused, but the uh, congregants are not. Because uh, you, you understand, I love numbers. 
I'm into numbers. Uh, in, in every church, only 18% of the people uh, tithe uh, or give an offering, a major offering like that. Uh, we use tithe loosely. As uh, you can tell, uh, Dr. McKellar is a student of, uh, of the Word of God because you go back to Leviticus and, and it's everything on the increase. That's the reason why a lot of you Pentecostal mm-hmm. churches, every time there's like, ooh, an extra $46 check from uh, the bank or the, the uh, insurance, they go give $4.60 on all increases. Uh, if they got green beans next week and the extra crop come in, the, the, the preacher better get ready because he's going to eat some of those green beans on Saturday, Sunday. Because they're giving part of all the increase. I mean, if you go look at everything, you couldn't keep, keep up with it. It was roots, but it was it was a taskmaster. That's what it was meant to do, to show you that you can't do it, that you're overwhelmed. So, therefore, Christ came and fulfilled the law, and now we're under grace and mercy. And so, whatever you give, make sure you're cheerful in your giving, amen. whatever God promised in you your heart. Amen, so, amen. So with that, yeah, so, yeah, so, with that being said, uh, Club O'Dall is no different than anybody else that's in the business. And right. If you notice, for the past five or six years, in his father's business, in my father's business, my father's kingdom, there's a business, and I'm about my father's business. And so you can say what you want. Most successful, especially megachurch pastors, are, first of all, great businessmen. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no, there's absolutely uh, uh, no miracle that I started a church in the middle of a, a downward spiral of the economy in 2000 five and six, whenever it was, and maintained through COVID and all that, because God has given me a business mind. And if you're not a business person running the church, you're in trouble, uh, first of all. Uh, so you didn't hear from uh, Club Hope Dollar for a while, so I'm, I'm letting you all inside. Uh, the poking the, the fire, I'm going to let you inside for a minute. So Club Hope had to do something to get people's attention again. So he comes back and does the opposite uh-huh. of what most people would think coming from a guy that has dollar signs on his gate. He apologized mm-hmm. for asking you for your money. So now mm-hmm. it's your attention again. So then he talked, and now you got Bishop uh, uh, Jake having to chase him, Kenneth uh, Copeland having to chase him, other people having to chase him, because he's now leading the conversation. Michael Todd did something silly, and, and uh, he spit on his brother, and everybody said, oh, that's nasty, but you were talking about Michael Todd, because they have to do something to maintain their numbers and interests to keep the followers. It's no different than right. entertainment, no different than uh, Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston, all the folks that have to do stuff to stay on top. Michael Jackson's friends, it's all the same. It's a business, and if you think it's not. Oh, man, that's kind of, hey, that, 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 that don't sound too warm and fuzzy. Well, that's, that's, that's what he's saying, that it's not supposed to be, because here's the other side of that. And I don't, I know we're not here to have a political discussion, because this is a broadcast about... We're always you know, here for that. ...current events, but <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day, um, we will talk about the church, and we will go, and then when you walk in on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., and they don't have to have no lights, or... Um, they don't have any sound system. We could go back to the old days, Arthur, right? Like when we had the revivals yep. underneath the tent. But then everybody wants to prim in the pomp and circumstance. That right. being the case, this is the business. And those are only prophets and vessels that's preaching the word. It's a job. Mm-hmm. It's a job. Uh, on uh, YouTube, he said, I was trying to figure out some way to get my name out there. 
And so he spoke, my son sent it to me. I'm going like, oh, you're going to send me a guy right. that's smoking a joint? You know, so he got attention of the youth and everybody else, and he had a better race. I don't think he won, but he got the attention of the masses. And, and God made said it bring all. Uh, he didn't say bring a certain kind. He said bring all. However, <laughs> I need to get your attention because out of out of those big churches, look, I go to one. I go to the Church Without Walls. They are, they are one of the churches that will act for your W-2. I have never given them one since the day I got into the organization. I give them my offering. Mm-hmm. Because and I'm Dr. going West to listen West to my teacher. Who's teaching me the word. In the world. Dr. Ralph West went to Vince, yep. uh, Beeson uh, Seminary in Alabama at uh, uh, Tide, one of the best seminaries in the world. And uh, he also went to Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, same one I attended. He gave them the most money. He had over 28,000 members. I think his wife's out of Beaumont, Texas. But he mm-hmm. also knows that he has to stay on the cutting edge, and he walked away from the uh, uh, Southern Baptist Convention, and it made headline news. He, those mm-hmm. folks have to make that kind of movement to keep the attention of the masses. Otherwise, they'll lose it because people get bored. And it's just part of it. It's no different than Greg Abbott and your Florida governor sending buses to New York and, and, and uh, sanctuary cities to get attention of the masses to Thank cover you, their bases. This is a conversation I was having with Arthur about the immigrants. This is what I was okay. talking to you about, Arthur, about the immigrants. When I told you I was on the phone with a friend of mine who was like, well, we have bigger problems because he banned the abortion rights. That is a huge problem. But for him to even after the abortion rights send these people to the vice president's actual home and send them to the Hamptons, that is creating, that's no different than January 6th. That's another insurrection. Right. There you go. It's creating people to pay attention and and watch him, and for the Republicans who might be dull, and I don't know if we can win, and maybe we can't, to rise up again. Why? Because he just pulled a gangster move. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's back in the club. He's back in the house. Oh, a year, uh, uh, about six months ago. And now here he goes yeah. again, even after, after he right. banned abortion. Where he should be laying low and just letting yep. it do what it needs to do, and what does he does do less than sixty days from election day? Him and DeSantis decide to send people to the vice president's home mm-hmm. and right. to the hamper. So, so they go back to earlier. And using taxpayers' money. Remember right. that, everybody right. out there listening. Right. That's very much. And the pilot's double charging, right? The pilot's double charging? Yeah. Right? Limited energy. And then and one, fl- and one flight had, wait, one flight had no one on it, right? And this is the same man that sent all of the federal dollars through this recession back. But the energy and power behind all of that there that you're talking about is these white nationalist evangelicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. Who behind that's, behind that's, all, that's, that's, that's behind all of that. That's why Rihanna is bringing up Creflo Dollar. <laughs> I brought up Creflo. Yeah. I brought up Creflo. <laughs> 
Again, you know, don't don't vote for Beto. Vote for yourself. And I think people get mm-hmm. to come and understand that they need to vote that for themselves. May be, that may be the hashtag for the Democratic race going forward. Vote yeah, for yourself. Yeah. I like that. And I'm just saying it with, and, and I'm just saying it with, you know, you know, we're, we're literally voting for freedom, voting for democracy. <laughs> if we want to codify uh, yeah. Roe, uh, 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 voting rights act, so forth. We have to do this. We can't. It ain't. It ain't yeah. like wait till next time. And I think what we, our community, is gonna come away with is that, is that we're gonna, we're gonna get away from that Democratic Party flow with our, you know, with our election power. I think we're gonna start doing our own thing. Uh, go, Coincides with what Cooper just was talking about with Cory Booker. I, I just didn't align, but with Cory Booker right now, he's moving more progressive than Democratic. Which is why he's he, he he's words but no action because he is streamlining, getting the information that he needs, 
to be able to evoke the change that's really, really needed in the communities, all of the communities. Um, they didn't think that the Democrats would get as far as they've gotten over the years, right. hundreds of years. Right. Right. But yet we're here. And so now we're there's here. a new party that's starting to make those changes. And, and, and we're going to have to decide at some point. Because yeah. well, what you're well, what saying, I'm saying is what that. you just really, really railed out Arthur Wright, you just said it. We're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. Because we got to operate. Everybody... Now, now, we know what to do. No, 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 look here. No, no, we ain't got to figure out what to do. We already know what to do. We already well, know what, what to do. Well, that's what you said. You said we already no, know what no. to do. We already know what to do. We already know what to do. And so I said we need to just, we need to do it. And that means we got to have folks that, we got to have, quote, woke leadership, folks that actually understand that our power has to be developed independent of any political party. Independent. And, okay. and, and, and so we can come to that understanding, okay, because we're trying to build our community base through any party, any party. That's a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's a mistake. So, and, and so I think the right. and, and NAACP National, they got you know we have a poster now and so forth and so on. So now we're doing polling. We're we're, we're looking at black attitudes, and we're going to be doing seeing more black black ads aimed at black folks because well because they understand too. Now I'm glad to see that we have to develop our own uh, political infrastructure that's independent of any mm-hmm. political. Which is why I sent you yeah. and Michael Cooper. I just oh, sent y'all some text messages about the organization 527. Are y'all familiar with organization 527? Yeah, yeah. We heard. I heard about 527. Anybody else? Hear, I, I, oh, go ahead. No. Nobody's heard of 527, and we're all on 501c3. I know what I heard of The reason that I'm bringing that up, and Cooper and Arthur knows why I'm asking that, because it's what we're really talking about is that, is what you're talking about, Arthur, and why I'm bringing that up. We don't know these things. I've heard of 527. I have. Go ahead. And, and, and it, 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 it is another non-profit. It's non-profit. Yes, yes. Tax exempt. Yes. Right. 501c3. For selection, oh, well. nomination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Appointment. Selection, yes. nomination, and defeat. Appointment or defeat. Mm-hmm. So, so and and that's yeah and that's I agree candidates on every on every level right on every level that yeah that that mm-hmm. five twenty seven is on every federal yes mm-hmm. every level right right and federal yet, we're state not, local mm-hmm. yep and we're not pushing that but yet these are the underlyings when you say Arthur that we know what we have to do we do the ones that are primed and you know, which Arthur knows this. I hate to really admit this, but I can, I'm transparent, and Coop knows this as well. I, I've, I've been in politics in and around because of family business. But at the same token, when I say I'm born, bred, tried, and true Democrat, I am. That being the case, there are a lot of people that don't know a lot of things, just like me and Arthur talk about it all sure. the time, such as sure. that case. So how do you get to those people between now and November eighth is really what okay. I'm so here, 
So I want to address that. So, so here, and I'm, I'm with, with Ms. Arthur. I believe that the Democrats have made such a headway in this midterm election. But by the same token, we have got to mobilize like we have never mobilized before. We got to hit the streets. Uh-huh. We got to put our hands on those doors. We got to let people know. I'm the precinct chair of the largest precinct in Smith County. And mm. so I need people helping me to hit those streets, knock on those doors, put that material out there, do those text messages, make those phone calls, boots on the ground every single day. Everything. Today we had boots on the ground all day long working towards I'm having a Beto watch party this Friday night at the restaurant. We've invited 125 people. That's, that's the maximum that we can get into the restaurant. And so we're going to have awesome. registration set up out there. We're going to have the candidates talking. These candidates have to get out there and hit the streets. They, and we have to help them. And then here's the other thing that we don't do. They come into East Texas. They come into our state, and we're ATM machine, and they take our money, and they take it someplace else. The Democratic Party, mm-hmm. the National, does not send money down to us. So we need to keep our money in our own communities and take mm-hmm. care of the people who are running for office in our – I want to make sure that the right person is in the congressional district number one. I want to make sure that I want to make sure that the right person is in my state representative. So we all have to continue to be busy all the way. Mm-hmm. And, and we can't wait. We can't even wait until it's almost time for these elections. As soon as the elections Mm-mm. are over, we got to get back out there and hit the streets again and continue this over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. But this is how people became energized. I'm going to tell you why, why Democrats are looking so promising. It's because we've been saying, we've been talking about it all evening, in and out. And that's that issue with abortion rights. It energized women who have never been energized and been involved in Uh the political process. There's young Uh women on our college campuses here are so motivated. It's us And asking, what can we do? And we tell them what energized. It, and here, me and Coop was talking about that. I was it energized white women. Yes, sir. Okay, it energized right. white women. You know, we've had all right. these other, you know, like the, the Voting Rights Act. You know, we right. ain't see them out there for that. With us, we, we, Voting Rights Act and stuff like that. We, we, we ain't see them. But this come nope. out, and, and, and who you see out there? And yep. the reason, and, and, and the reason, and, and, right? Well, they realize and reason, and reason that. That everything, democracy is on the ballot. We have so many things on the ballot that's not that we can't visually, we can visibly see because we're living it every single day, what is going on in this country. That has really yep. encouraged people to hit the streets and get out there and get people registered. We were in, in Saturday, we were at all of the college campuses. We, I mean, it's been nonstop because so goes. East Texas, so goes Texas. We better make sure that the people in East Texas get to the polls. That's my you story. Heard, you're, right. Well, you're right. But you know what? Me and Austin have been stuck on something also uh, for a long time now, too. That is, it's not 
promised land if the African-American male is not there. And right now, we have mm-hmm. candidates at the top of the ticket all the way down to the bottom that are leaving the black churches off. Dr. Hagney's not here. He has said, you need all black churches, and you've got to have to go and court those men to get them out mm-hmm. the vote. They are to vote. You have to mm-hmm. court them. You cannot leave them out. Go to the black shop, pick them up. Absolutely. Make sure that they go vote. And if you don't vote, you're going to lose. I'm telling you right now. You cannot. That's mm-hmm. a big voter block out there. And it's more than a million. And I'm telling you, watch this. I'm not going to. I'm not. I am a prophet, though. So I don't want to prophesize this. But if the number doesn't turn out the way that we want it, it's because we ignored the black male. I'm saying right now, no one calls me. No one's asking. But I'm Without you calling and asking, it's better go exciting at night than after. Well, I, I, and I want to, and you're right, I, I agree with you 100%, but here's what has to happen. The church preachers and leadership have got to wake up to the point is that we have, we have, they have a place that they need to reach out and talk to people. My, my minister, Dr. Edward Robinson, will talk about <clears throat> the importance of us getting every Sunday we have our tables set up out there in the foyer. We, we're big on, on the political process. We're big on the medical process. We're just making sure that our parishioners are well cared for. And I love being at my church because they take care of the holistic person, not just that spiritual aspect. That's very important. Of course and foremost, I want to be taken care of spiritually. But I can help to take care of myself spiritually. I can help to take care of myself physically. And but I want to impart some of that knowledge and that information onto the people Amen. who may not, who may not, who may not have that that mm-hmm. knowledge. So it's up to people like us, everybody that's on this radio tonight, all of us who are on this show, have a job, and that job is that reach one, teach one. And so we know that, the, that we can't, and I say this all the time, I'm nothing without the gentleman that sleeps here in the house with me, right? But he's nothing without me Amen. as well. And I, make that very, and I make that very clear as often as I can. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it takes all of us working together. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. I'm sorry. No, I, I was just in agreement, and uh, again, I hope uh, our politicians are listening that's wanting yeah. to uh, push democracy forward, and I'm saying that we, the news, we're doing our part, but we need them to show up because they feel like okay. they're left out, and you have a lot of swing voters with those uh, conservative uh, African-American males, a lot of swing mm-hmm. voters in there, and, and they don't like what Abbott is doing, so they'll sit out. We have to... They, they, they excite them and ignite them. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm telling them not to sit this one out. This is important. I know it's not That's a presidential right. election year. They have to stand up. That's what I'm saying. I, we're doing our part, but I need the politicians that's listening right now to go to your nearest church, African-American church. There was a time that you could not win without going to an African-American church. You better believe and that. I, not in politics. I'm yeah. just saying. And, and it's still it exists today, it's and, and I, I'm not that's against my Anglo brothers, but I'm telling you right now, uh, there's so right. many registered voters that have to be black males that are not being invited to the table or feel like that they've been shoved away from the table. So we're saying, come back to the table. We need you. But I'm also uh, screaming out to the politicians, 
Go to your uh, uh, African-American neighborhood. And when you get there, listen to me loud and clearly. Talk about the things in their neighborhood. Don't go there talking about another village. If you're talking about another right. village in an African-American church, you will not see the votes that you thought you counted. Don't count your, uh, uh, eggs uh, until they hatch. And if you go there without an agenda and without talking and doing your homework, call on us. We'll, we'll help you out with that because we, we need the same educational equality, uh, equitable education. We need health care. Yeah. We need all of those things, ears, nose, and throats. We need all of this stuff, so you need to do your homework. Very good. And my, and my, thank you, Pastor Cooper. And I, listen, my message to not only the black man, but the uh, black woman, the black boy, the black girl, no one can push you away. You are in charge of you. So you think somebody can come and push me away from anything? Nope. No. So I say to them, you're in charge of yourself, so you move forward. You know what you need to do. You know what you want. You don't need to wait for somebody to come and ask you to do anything. Go volunteer and be whomever that you are. Don't continue to use that excuse with me because I don't hear it. I'm brain dead when it comes to anybody have pushed you away because that means you allow them to push you away. Nobody can push Arthur Fleming's away. Nobody can push Pastor Cooper away. No one can push Miss Rihanna or Miss Tracy or any of us. So that's what I say to the black man that says, I've been pushed away from the table. Pastor Cooper told us that if you don't have a chair at the table, bring your own chair. You can even bring your own table, right? That's right. You can, even, open, you can even make yourself a window and go through that window. Hey, Coop, I thought we had already brought a table. And we won't be turning the table we, over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's turn it over. Like you were instructed right. to do. Yeah. Oh, instructed to turn the table over. Okay. No, don't turn the no, table. We'll don't be like the money changers and turn the table. Don't turn. Don't let God turn the table over. We let, he, he's going to let us keep that table upright. Because, That's right. Because he, because he made. How about equality for all mankind? That's how he made us, right? This is his world, yep. not ours. His world. Well, it's me and here, here. It's ours. So we gotta we gotta okay. fight till we cannot fight anymore. And that is when they shove the dust over our faces. That's when we quit fighting. But until nighttime comes, we gotta keep working while it's day, right? That's Cooper, is that right? Is that scripture? We must work while it is day. That's it. Sun, okay, Mr. Arthur, come on with it. That's what we got to do. Wow. That's beautiful. Beautiful. So mm-hmm. we got to make sure we win. We got to make sure we get people in, in, in office that's going to work for the greater good of every single person, every single America. I, well, Mr. Arthur and myself, well, we, and, and Ms., we, didn't, we didn't go and fight for a democratic America. We didn't go and fight for a Republican America. We fought for the United States of America. We're supposed to be united. Sure, you know, One America. You know, I, I was telling a friend of mine, I was telling a friend of mine that I thought I started the, the phrase stay woke, right? 
And so, and, and, and so I went to the computer and I said, I, I, so I went and looked it up and I said, I, I said, when did when, when did Stay Woke for, you know first you know first start showing up whatever, and, and it started mm-hmm. showing up in like 2014. It started showing up like 2014. That's when like I think that was when Ferguson. That was like Ferguson, wasn't it? Uh, 2014. Well, anyway, but in the backdrop of thing, it said it said, but the phrase first came up. In the 1930s, in the black community, oh wow, they, they were going around saying "stay woke." <laughs> they woke back in the 30s, so I guess they woke up for a minute. Okay. Right? Well, remember, you know. remember what our parents told told us when we were growing up. There's nothing new under the sun, and you can't yep. pull anything over on us. Yep. It's already been done right. before, so don't even uh-huh, try yeah. it, right? <laughs> yeah, they stay woke from the stay woke from the 30s. We've been woke since the 30s. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we uh, we woke up in uh, 1865. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, we were, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we had, yeah, 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 we had crack. Yeah, 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 we had a lot of cracklings in our eyes, though. <laughs> yeah, they they had us on NyQuil for two years. We were asleep. <laughs> uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now, well, I'm woke now. Hey, here's going to be a dilemma. Then here's going to be a dilemma, though. Okay. okay. You got technology out there. Everybody knows what the truth is. But yet you got folks running around here talking about CRT. I don't want my kids to know nothing. And you know that can't. I mean, that can't be like that. That can't be like that. Right. Well, no, so, they don't want the kids to feel bad or guilty for what their grandparents did. That's, yeah. That's their phrase. Those poor, poor Yeah, I know. That's going to crystallize. Yeah, my point is that that's right. going to crystallize at some point. That's going to crystallize at some point. Right. Because, because what you're telling me is that you don't care about my kids feeling bad. But right. But you don't want yours to feel bad. Okay, so exactly. then, you know, so when we get to that point, when we get to that point, you know, what's going to happen after that? Right. That's you know, why right they, now, you know, they, they, they have this. Because it's, it's a non-issue, yeah, I mean, like uh, it shouldn't be an issue, but it's a big deal, you know. That's mm-hmm, why they pick mm-hmm. stuff like this, because we have to address this. Absolutely, it's fundamental to the survival of our sure. country that we address this and that we get, yeah. you know, that, that that half of the conversation becomes completely invalid, to, to be had that you 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 don't say things like that you don't reject critical race theory the way that they are out loud unless you plan on being mocked shamed and pilloried <laughs> you know we have to get there yeah, right, yeah. but for them to put this the campaign issue is just to divide people so it's a catch twenty two for us as usual. No, no what I'm talking about this is that no, I'm talking about the county because you're a teacher also. Uh, we got 19 for June. As a holiday, but you can't teach nobody about it. Now, how stupid is that? Right, right, right. You know, holiday you can't right. teach nobody about. It. Well, uh, well, you know, well, well, I can't tell you why y'all, you know, but hey, let's just take the off. Really? You know, and, so and that's how not crazy. And quickly they're allowed we, to get to that place. You know how how they well, can the go from Republicans being on board with passing that as a national holiday to encouraging all their rabid dogs to go to these school board meetings and well, shrieking about critical race theory. Well, well, you know, like this group think, think thing they got going on with 
this cult thing got going on with Donald Trump, we would have to all mm-hmm. participate in something like that for that to happen. Right. I mean, right. I, I mean, I have to literally, you know, you, you know, and, and you know, and so right now, all this stuff is being taught in schools. It's, it's indoctrination, and you know, and they know it ain't right. You know, they know. I mean, they know it's a bunch of lies. But you know they want you know and so and so for us to just continue to uh, watch that go down, watch our kids go through that. You know, I, I run into black folks all the time that they don't they don't quote most black folks don't become quote woke till they in their forties. Mm-hmm. And then you know you know and, and that's because they've been grinding you know trying to do that other thing so long. And because I've I've mm-hmm. had some tell me they say man you know anybody tell me. You know, I didn't know it was like they so I was actually, you know, he he said they got tell me how he got misdirected in their careers, you know, so forth and so on. Oh. <laughs> you know, for, you know, folks giving them bad bad advice intentionally, <laughs> you know, and so forth. And I'm just saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, they was thinking everybody was you know, they was thinking some fairness was gonna be going <laughs> down. They didn't know nobody told them about the real yeah. deal. They're not realizing well, that, that for white the black folks black. are born anti woke. <laughs> I mean
uh, we will have free food uh, and um, and sodas and some water. And so come on down and enjoy uh, the evening uh, with us. We've got everything we have. We've got the televisions all set up and ready to go. And and getting the, the chefs are going to be getting the food all prepared. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time uh, this coming Friday evening. Uh, I look forward to the debate. Uh, so if you if you have any questions or anything that you want to send over to uh, Mr. Beto O'Rourke, just by all means, let me know, and uh, we'll we'll what send it up. What time Friday? Well, uh, the doors will open at six o'clock. The debate starts from seven until eight. And we'll be at the restaurant from uh, 6 o'clock until about 8.30 or 9 o'clock, something like that, until everything is over. So it'll be great fellowship. We're going to have all the local candidates uh, that's running on the Democratic ticket to stop in. And, uh, and we'll give them an opportunity to say a couple words so that the people will know exactly uh, who they are and what they represent. So... That's what we're going to be doing. Folks from Long Beach want me to come down there this weekend, so I think that might be good. Some political people, you know, Mr. Muckerroy. Of course, I know. Of course, I I know. Of course, I know your fraternity brother, uh, my fraternity brother as well. And so, yeah, come on down and join us, Mr. Arthur. I'm sorry. Invite him to come over. Yeah, all the counties throughout throughout the first district are invited to come. We got 16 counties. Uh, in the uh, Congressional District 1, so everybody, anybody, everybody is invited uh, to come. Because, Until we yeah, get to yeah, 125, he, he we'll shut the door down. Go ahead. Because he said he had met, he, 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 cause he said that they hadn't, he said they hadn't met that young man that's running for Congress. So what's that, Jay, Jay what's, uh, what's his name? Jefferson yeah, Weldon, why has he not? Why has he not? Je- Jefferson has been all over District 1. I know, yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Probably eight or nine. Eight or yeah, nine I know that's times. what I, I mean, Mac- I Well, McElroy hasn't been out him. because I, I haven't seen McElroy okay. in years. I haven't seen him mm. in I don't know how long because he has oh, not been boy, out there. Not that JJ well, has he really not gonna, been there. Well, he really gonna get it. I'm, I'm, I, I, well, I, I tell you what, I'm, 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 I'm talking to him. I probably get. We'll, we'll probably come out on Friday, so I'm gonna okay. deliver him to you. I'm delivering to you. <laughs> you gonna deliver? Well, that that would be a good thing. I I haven't seen McElroy since I ran for Congress. To be exact. <laughs> I know. I know. He, his father was ill for a minute, and his father passed away, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but uh, that's been a minute as well. He hasn't been out there. So I will. We'll, we'll tell him the reason why he hasn't met Jefferson is because he's been in the house. I'm gonna bring. And not that I don't mean Jefferson's been in the house. McElroy's been in the house. He has a good uh, time. Yeah, I'm coming down there. Yeah, I'm coming down there and spend a night with him down there. They want me to come down and spend a night. I'm coming down and hang out with him. So Very good. 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 Very what else do we need to put out there to make sure our constituents are, uh, are well informed about what is going on? We, well, I, I think we cannot leave without talking about Attorney General Letitia James. That is an amazing wreck. That is a man right 
Yes. <laughs> Let's talk well, a little hey, bit hey, about that, me. sister. I hate for her to be after me. <laughs> yes, indeed. She's taking names she right now. That, oh, yeah. we better come on with it now. She's taking names. As I've right. never seen oh, such receipts. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and, oh, and with no fear. She has no fear. No. 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 Absolutely no. not. But she makes every back. Republican man who has been tripping over themselves to, to pay fealty to Donald Trump all these years look like a, a baby, look like a, a petulant child with yeah. snot all over his nose and a dirty diaper. I mean, she just walked oh out goodness. there and dirty told him exactly what was going on. And I told what you guys how to do about it. the cabbage, right? Calm, Donald Trump is emblematic of life. Donald Trump is emblematic of a lot of things, and and, and one of them, a bunch of them, but one of the main ones, he is he is white privilege personified. Yes, that's how it works. Yes, mm-hmm. that's yes. how it works. Well, well, that's how it works. Not, not just mediocrity, right. but complete underwhelming, underachieving, on the wrong good. side of everything. Expects everything to be handed to him. <laughs> you know. Well, well, this, uh, he was not expecting Letitia James to be handed to him, was he? <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> He's not ready for that. He's not ready for Attorney General Letitia James. She yeah. stood boldly and firmly. Yes, people have been telling him for years not to mess with black women anymore, and he just keeps doing it. <laughs> he, he didn't listen. He didn't listen to him. <laughs> he doesn't, hey, he doesn't listen well. Then his son-in-law, Jerry, just said, you know, he lost the case at the pay, $2.5 million. You know, he's a slumlord oh. somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Now I yep. wonder if if Kiss James kick all them out of New York, do is she gonna kick Jared and them out with him, or is Mike gonna have to come visit on the weekends, or how this gonna work? <laughs> wow. Well, his well, uh, the Trump children, as as they're called in the news media, the children who are yeah, like, no forty children. and fifty year old criminals. <laughs> Uh, they were listed in the in Letitia James's. Uh, yes, uh, right. they were. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Yeah, they were. As we say in the community, them grown ass people. <laughs> Poor babies. Poor babies. She's not afraid. And she's already nope. making impacts, y'all, in, in Southeast Texas. Yeah. Uh, I can't go into great details, but let me just tell you this: she has reached okay. out. And we're working on uh, uh, a lot of things, a plethora of things, Southeast Texas. Okay, and right. a lot of that has come from her system. So we thank her publicly. Wow. Very good. Very good. Who, I'm, so, I'm, I'm very proud of, proud of her. Uh, who are you proud of? Attorney General. Well, we're proud of her. Oh, she's the first female Attorney General Yeah, in New York. Yeah. The first black yeah, the the right. I think she was the first. The one judge ain't no chopped liver. The one judge ain't no chopped liver. 
Okay. You want to judge? Ain't no child. No, she, she's not going to let up either, and, and she's not chopped liver. Which either. one? And, by the way, the, the one in Georgia, the Georgia attorney general. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, uh, yes, sir. Cy Vance, I believe is his name, he sat in that position in New York for years and didn't want to touch this case with a 10-foot pole, even though it was, could have been handed to him on a silver platter if he just would have done the in-depth work that, <laughs> that Ms. James has done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he, he had a reason. relentless, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is. Well, got to call it what it is. Got to call it what it is. <laughs> but yeah, he wasn't willing to go up against Trump. He was obviously like these other, you know, Ted Cruz, you can call my wife ugly and I'll still lick your boots. Uh, yeah. Cy Vance didn't want to touch this. And Lisa <laughs> James just showed up with her receipt. Showed up with her yes, receipt and did. walked right off that stage. <laughs> walked right on in. Ah, see, uh-huh. that's, that that's that window in that door I'm talking about. Women as the black women are accountable. And we are. Yes, I, can, I can Ted Cruz go home every night and look at his wife knowing that Donald Trump will call her them names. <laughs> Who say you're going home every night? Yeah, he's going to King Soon. <laughs> There, I was about you took it away from me, Miss Miss Rihanna. He's in Cancun. He's not at home. I don't know what makes you think he's at oh home. <laughs> Cancun. Is. He's not home, and she doesn't care. <laughs> there you go. Probably be happy, right? Yeah. He's running for president. You guys, you guys are bad tonight. <laughs> president of Cancun. Yeah, he's going to his home again. He's great, yeah. He ran for president of Cancun. <laughs> yeah, he summers in Cancun. It's, because it's warm down there, right? The, the weather's it's warm down there. Down there yeah. I don't <laughs> the power's on down there. You go. Yeah, he just want to be president for three months out of the year. November, December, January. Right. He just want to be president there for three months. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, my uh. goodness. Oh. Yeah, so we got some. But these are people. These are folks that's running the country. That's right. That's, exactly. that's, that's right. He's not running anything. That's right. He ain't running nothing. He, 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 he's stopping the running. He's helping Mitch he, he, McConnell he, 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 yeah, he create this judiciary he's whenever they have a chance. He's, you know, he's done He he has an effect. You know, he may not be. You know, he looks he looks stupid. On, you know, to us on what he's doing, but he actually has mm-hmm. an effect because, you know, he's keeping a bunch of folks like himself who's who's Hispanic, yes. Cuban, they want to be white. Yes. You know, he got you know he leads the whole. You know, he got his own little sub club working. Yes. You know. Sir, yes. first of all, he, he doesn't want to be white. He's he an Anglo man. He, that's how he walks. That's how he talks. You know, you walk like a duck, talk like a duck. That's what you are. Uh, so that, that's what he is, and uh, he, he just piles on. He doesn't have his his own agenda. So when Abby says something, he says something about Abby. When Donald Trump says something, he says something. He has no idea. Right. He can't operate yeah. for himself. And, I mean, right. it's horrible. There's no we, platform. We, we, we right. Nothing. Right. White, right. Is con- white, white, is con- white is not a race. It's a construct, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you can't be double-minded. Because I can't remind myself. Thomas is white. I keep forgetting. 
his agenda at this point. So I, well, well, that's no different than what, what's the same, uh, Scott, and uh, anybody else, uh, Thomas. Anyone else is not for an agenda or, or, or for uh, a base of people or for human race. I mean, this, these are human race issues, you know. Yeah. Uh, good, clean water. Yeah. You know, yeah. Great health care. Hey, everyone, they took Scott and Scott took him on some kind of ceremony and, and, and made him white. They just one day just woke up and say, you know, a mayor. Mm. I mean, how that work? Because Scott, he talked about how he got abused by policemen and all that kind of stuff. Right. 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 And then he is he lying or is the money that Yeah, he go up there and do that. So I'm trying to figure out, did they, did they have a ceremony for him? Uh, how'd they work? Did he just wake up like that one day? Yeah, and, yeah, and you don't want to know. Those ceremonies are really, really whacked out. <laughs> they have they have even some weird stuff. Alex Jones has some secret video <laughs> of one of those kind of ceremonies oh, a few years back. <laughs> yeah, they sacrifice uh, yeah, yeah. lambs and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I went down. I went down in that battle. Yeah, but we got to. But now, yeah, but we winning. I know it don't look. I, I know it looks crazy, y'all. But actually, we're winning. Uh, it always is. Right. We always. Yeah. So stay focused. Yeah. Uh, you know. You know. Sanity. We, we, it's, just, it's just simple. Sanity against. Well, reality versus reality. Right. Sanity against insanity. So basically, we got to hold down the sanity yeah. side. Yeah, we just, yeah. You know, well, I was on the Zoom with Dr. William Barber. When uh, uh, President Biden, they didn't think that we could get more bills passed and things, get some things done. And he's harsh with anybody that's not helping everybody at the time. And he had to send our kudos to President Biden and the team for getting these other bills passed, these other uh, assistants out there, uh, and still pushing forward for. Uh, to, to end uh, some of these student loans and, and decrease debt and all, so we are winning, and we have to continue to push forward. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to celebrate the win. Well, and not everybody's crazy. Young people know that the crazy out there that we think that we're, we're sure we're seeing. Young people know it's crazy. They're not cool with it. Mm-hmm. They're not on board with it. They're not okay with, you know, for the first time in the history of Supreme Court, uh, they've decided to actually go ahead and full-on take away a right, uh, a right to your own body. <laughs> I mean, they've given, you know, rights. They've recognized rights, but actually just taken it right on away. And a lot of young people have a lot on the table that, that we didn't have. We we didn't have marriage equality. We didn't have, you know, all, all these various things. So they have things that can be taken away, and they it's tangible for them. And they, they're now seeing that that's something that's possible, and they're not down with it. So we are winning. They know that this is crazy, and they know what they're fighting for, and they're ready to fight. Because what may be real to us, Maybe foreign to them, but there's a lot real to them, and they know it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Wow. Well, we have had a non-stop, compact, 
almost two hours. I looked at the clock and I saw 9.48. Where did the time go? I was having so much fun, and it's about to get to the bitter end. <laughs> this has been outstanding, outstanding, outstanding uh, evening. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. So happy to have Miss Tracy back on with us tonight. Yes. And uh, we we can get ready for our final comments uh, for the evening, but we got to make sure that we stay vigilant and we keep those boots out there. We keep knocking on those doors and we keep bringing people to the registration booth and then taking them to the polling booth so that we can get the right people in place for the evening. Mr. Arthur, we'll start with you. And I know that you got something uh, to leave with us tonight, and um, so we'll we'll get started with uh, rounding it up. As we mentioned, uh, Dr. Hagney is not with us tonight, but just remember he's out there still fighting for us to make sure that we get people uh, vaccinated. And so I want to put that out there, and we thank uh, Miss Rihanna for getting uh, little Colin, my grandson, to get his uh vaccines and he has done outstanding and so um, even though we know uh, President Joe Biden said that um, COVID is, is, is behind us and uh, but we know we need to still do a few things to protect ourselves uh, it's not completely gone maybe that phase of it that he's talking about but we know we've got those new variants out there and so we got that new vaccine that's out and so I'm going to be heading to get my uh, vaccine so I can fight off four and five, the uh, BA4 and BA5, uh, so that I don't get get that COVID. I don't want it. It's no good. And so I'm going to keep fighting so I can outrun that stuff and I can outrun it by continuing to get myself vaccinated. I've had all four of my shots mm-hmm. and now I'm going to get that one. And so, um, so that's what I have to say in regards to Dr. Hagney. We didn't get an opportunity to talk about his work and what is going on. And we're still getting those uh, vaccines out into the uh, community. So with that being said, I'll give it to you, Mr. Arthur. Okay. Well, well, I, I've enjoyed the show tonight again. Thank, thank you very much, uh, Sister McKell. Uh, I just want to say that you know, we're at a time right now, uh, and we're here just going to be talked about for, for forever Right, because this is a you know, it's a change time. We got actually we actually have a chance to evolve uh, to another space and uh, end the civil war. So uh, this is actually coming up without any hyperbole. It is the most important, uh, uh, you know, that it, that we've ever had as far as making changes. We can go one way or the other way, and, and it's going to be dependent on. A, it ain't got nothing to do with politics or anything like that. It's about. What do you want to see? You want to see a world with peace? Uh, you want to see a world where people actually are trying to do the right thing, uh, where we can all, uh, uh, you know, share in this planet? So if you believe that, then you need to make sure you register. You know, you ain't got to go marching nowhere, just but except for to the pole. March to the pole and, uh, and, and vote with an attitude that, uh, and vote with, with the vision amount of things you want to see uh, happen uh, as you cast that vote. So... You know, go vote, y'all. Go vote. Very good. 
Well said. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ms. Arthur. Miss um, Tracy, we'll go to our special guest for the evening, and she's had some amazing words of wisdom for us, and it's just been a pleasure to have you on, just like old times, and stop by and see us at any time. We'd be delighted to have you with all your knowledge to share with us. Go right ahead, Miss Tracy. Final comments, Ms. Tracy? Gracious, uh, she, may, she may be gone. She, she may have already gone. Okay, Pastor Cooper, and, and thanks for inviting me right, to come, uh, Mr. Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're glad to hear from her, y'all. Everyone knows she's my campaign manager and uh, forever worker uh, for, for the people. Uh, thank her for uh, being on again, as she said tonight. A great hearing from Ms. Brianna, opening us up uh, with wonderful comments and statements. Setting the uh, ground, the playing field. Uh, Dr. Kell is always wonderful being in your presence. Our brother Arthur continues to stir him up. Uh, uh, Dr. Hagney is nice. Uh, but with all that being said, in the words of my friend, Dr. William Barber, not forget that the word call means voice. And in the Hebrew language, that means a loud sound voice. Your vote is your voice, and you need to make a loud sound this uh an uh, early vote, I think October 15th, you need to make sure that you create a loud sound when you vote your voice. Thank you all for having Outstanding, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well, then since Ms. Tracy is gone, and um, so that leaves me, and I think my, my final commentary, uh, I piggyback on to, um, to everything that the gentleman has said. Uh, but just remember, remember, we need uh, Pastor Cooper, we need Mr. Arthur, we need Dr. Uh, Hagney, Miss Rihanna, and I need you guys to help us to make the world go round. That's why God put man and woman here to make sure that we were there to help each other and we can't function without each other. I, I always say that, that Mr. McKellar is the head, but the, his head can't turn without my neck, right? So with that being said, it's automatic that we need we need the men in our lives. Miss Rihanna needs her amazing husband. Uh, we need our amazing brothers that join us every Monday. This show would be nothing without the men in our lives to help to make it a successful uh, show. And that's why we look forward to coming right back here every single Monday night because our brothers always bring it. They bring exciting information. They bring information that we need. And so we continue to work together as one team. And when we work together as one team, we cannot help but to be successful. So once again, remember this Friday night, this Friday night is the debate uh, in the great state of Texas with uh, Beto O'Rourke and, and Abbott that sits in that position now. And we know that Beto O'Rourke is vying for the position of governor for the state of Texas. So our watch will be at Taste of North Delight Restaurant, 403 West Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in the city of Tyler, Texas, 75702. 
So come and join us. That's west. We're west of Broadway. And the doors are open at 6 p.m. And the debate starts at 7 until 8 o'clock. So come and enjoy some free food. We're going to have wings and things and fries and sliders and, and sodas and, and have you some water. And we're just going to have an amazing time to sit and enjoy and see what it is that Beto O'Rourke is going to bring to the state of Texas when he becomes the governor. So with that being said, get registered and then look forward to Voting. Early voting begins 24 October. Don't wait until November the 8th. Get out there and vote. And so now I turn it over to Miss Rihanna. This has been an amazing time for the evening. I've so enjoyed it. I look forward to being right back here next Thursday for Marvelous Monday with the greatest team this side of the Blue Ether. Dr. Richard Hagney, Pastor Michael Cooper, Mr. Arthur Flemings, and none other than the illustrious Miss Rihanna Pingle. Thank you, Miss Rihanna, and I'll turn it over to you. Bye for now. <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, everybody. We love you. Come back on Thursday for a view from the top and stick around for our theme song. Good night, everybody. Good night. Lord. All right, good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, glory, glory, oh, glory, glory, hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, 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 o